you are young and you have a lot of chance to try new things. So if you wanted to try to start uh, this project, you should try it. If you wanted to like travel, you should do it. Welcome to From the Dorm Room to the Boardroom, a podcast where we provide insights, tips, and inspiration for college students and young professionals so they can make a really successful transition from college life to the professional world and beyond. My name is Andy Malinsky, and I'm your host. I'm also a professor of organizational behavior and international management at Brandeis University's International Business School, where we record and produce this podcast. So today's guest is Desmond Lim, who graduated from Harvard and MIT. And then after that, he relocated to San Francisco to start Workstream.is, which is a text-based hiring platform for companies hiring hourly workers. Interesting, interesting um, niche there. Both of uh, Desmond's parents were hourly workers, and Desmond was the first in the family to go to school and come to America. Desmond founded his first business after high school, which was a Thai food restaurant to pay for college, before joining Merrill Lynch for three years. He's represented his country, his native country, Singapore, in basketball, playing in the Southeast Asian Youth Games, and was an infantry officer in the Army, so a very background. Desmond, uh, thank you so much for joining us here on From the Dorm Room to the Boardroom. Hey there, Andy. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Yeah, so tell us tell us what you do now. Describe to us your, your company, your organization, and then I'd love to go back in time and learn how you got there. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much for the chance today to share more. So uh, what we are working on today, it is called Workstream. So basically, it's this hiring software. We work a lot with restaurants, cafes, hotels, and more. So basically, the whole hiring process, uh, when you're trying to hire hourly folks, it's very different from someone who works in this office. So we are trying to use texting and this automation to help companies to be able to hire faster. So all of our current workflow is all built on a phone. So today we work with brands anywhere from Jumbo Juice, Subway, Dunkin' Donuts, Uber, and more today. So, yeah. Ah, so that's interesting. So all the hiring, is, is, it, is it just about hiring or what else does the, what, what else does the platform do? Yeah, so we are what we call like a hiring and engagement software, you know, so we do everything from sourcing, screening to trying to onboard people. Those are the three main things that we do, you know. So as you may think, right, today the whole hiring process that is very, very, very messy. You have to post on your various job boards, source for them, find them, call them, email them. So it's very hard to engage and to reach them. So I what see. we do is we are and we are this end to end platform that helps you to source for them uh, through texting, helping you to screen them to actually engage them and to also onboard them anywhere from this online signing, trying to onboard them back on track. So we are really this end-to-end hiring platform. I see. Okay, so so let's rewind. Interesting. It's an interesting um, uh, organization, interesting niche. So you, it sounds like you were born in Singapore. You went to high school in Singapore. Is that right? 
Yeah, yeah. So I was actually in Singapore um, until I was like 23, 24 before I came to the US. So yeah, so I, I actually came to the US quite late. <laughs> so you did you go to tell tell us about your your college experience? You you said that you uh, founded a, a Thai food restaurant in order to pay for college. Uh, where did you go to college? And was that yeah. Thai food restaurant in Singapore or in the US? Yeah. Um, so both my parents, as I shared, they were both hourly workers. My dad's a driver. My mom, she's a cleaner. So they both only finished off grade. So actually, growing up, I didn't really know what was college. I, I didn't know whether I should go. I didn't know if I should go to college because it just seemed so far away, you know. Uh, but... I think it was actually through playing sports that I learned a lot about, you know, teamwork, trying to do well in my life. So sports really played a very huge role in my life. And when I was in high school, I really wanted to go to college, uh, but my parents couldn't help me to pay for it. So it was actually during then that I actually found out my very first business is this Thai food restaurant to pay for college. So I was selling your, you know, Tom Yum, Pad Thai, curry, uh, me and two other friends actually founded it, and I actually did it throughout college. Uh, my college was actually back home, Singapore. For my this undergrad, I was at this school called SMU. It's called Singapore Management University, where I was actually studying business and also finance. So I ran this Thai food business throughout college while I was actually still in school, while I was actually still playing sports for my this country. And in my final year in college, I was able to sell this business. And it was great. I mean, it, it, this, this business really helped me to pay for college. It trained me very much many kinds of, you know, skill sets. I was able to take everything that I learned from class into this. Um, and I think just um, as I'm trying to share this, I just feel like when I was in college, what was really great was I was able to try a wide range of things. And I feel like anyone who is in college today that should really be what they are doing trying to almost like try out things just to know what really fits you <laughs> what did your parents think about your going to college and starting this thai restaurant did they have reactions to it um it's funny you ask that i feel like uh my parents never really thought that i would go to college you know like when i first went to college my dad was saying oh are you sure you really want to go that school since are you sure you can you can go to that school? Is it too good for you? <laughs> so, uh, but throughout, they were always trying to support me, trying to tell me. I mean, we all come from very, you know, humble background. So they were definitely very pleased. I, I think um, when I was back in college, I was very happy and touched, you know, when my parents came in for, for lunch and my this cafe, I was able to host them, you know. So I think they are pretty glad. <laughs> so 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 that's that's a nice story and and but but it doesn't your story doesn't stop there because you moved from Singapore to the United States tell us about that did you move did you did you move alone did you move for a job you know that that's a big move that's far away tell us about that experience and what you did when you initially came to the US thank you yeah yeah it is pretty far away so <laughs> um so after college i actually went on to work with this Merrill Lynch. so i was in banking with this Merrill Lynch for three years um doing banking 
Um, and it was actually then that I was trying to save up money, you know, because, you know, coming to the U.S., it is pretty costly. <laughs> so I worked for three years with the goal that I wanted to come to the U.S. So I actually spent nearly three to four years planning for my move to the U.S. So it wasn't like what you see, like some other folks, I want to do X and you just do it. It really took me like three to four years of this planning. And I think often in life, that is how things are. People often do not gauge the amount of work that you need to prep for a goal. So I think back when I was just finishing college, I knew I wanted to come to the US. I knew I couldn't come straight. So I worked for three years, prep my prep myself in terms of saving knowledge, you know, funding. And I was able to come really in 21 three. 2013 was, I still re- recall clearly, it was 2013, August, 27 when I first came to the U.S. for school. So I actually came to Harvard and also MIT for school. I was doing my this, my this master's at Harvard. At MIT, I was at this MIT Media Lab. So yeah, I was very, very thankful and very like humbled to be. I spent three great years in this Cambridge and also in this Boston. Um, yeah, so it was definitely a very big move, but I think it was one that I knew I wanted to come for and I had planned for it. And I spent like three or four years trying to plan every single step. And um, it was great. I learned a ton when I was back in this, uh, doing my this master's program. So It's, it's interesting. I've, I've been doing many interviews for the From the Dorm Room to the Boardroom podcast. And a lot of people talk about their career progression, not in such a planful way that you're talking about it. They say they, 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 they tried this and then during you know, whatever they were doing, they realized they liked that and then they moved to that and then they had, a, <laughs> they had an epiphany that they wanted to try something totally different and so on. And it was sort of, it's more of like a meandering path. Yours sounds very different. It, is, it sounds very planning oriented is that the kind of person you are tell us about that (laughs) it's actually a bit different than what i typically hear yeah 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 definitely i do think i'm someone who tries to focus on my goals and steps you know because i do believe that it takes time to reach any kind of goal you know people really under people often over gauge how much they can do in one to two days or weeks but they actually under under gauge what they can do in like three, four, ten years, you know. So so I I definitely am someone who likes to plan, who likes to plan not just for the next few months, uh, but for the next one to three to five years. Um, I think it was even more the case when, you know, when I was just finishing college, like what I was saying, I actually knew, I would say that when I was back in college, I was, I was running this Thai food restaurant and I knew that, I like to build this business. Having built teams since young through playing sports, I knew that those were my strengths. I knew that I like to build teams. I want to build this business. Back then, I was always trying to think, what do I want to do with my life? Right? That is the single biggest question for many of us, for many of us young folks out there. Like, what do you want to do with your life, with your whole career? And I think I knew from very early on that I really wanted to build something i wanted to try to start something and i was trying to work my way towards that you know um 
I had the choice to try to start something right after college. Um, but I knew that there was so much I could learn, you know, through going back to school, through coming to the US. So in your words, I actually made plans from back then. I chose to work in a bank with Merrill for three years because I knew I could get some learning, network, some like savings. With that, I could come to the US and I knew that I wanted to come to, I, I knew I wanted to come to this, to this Boston, to Harvard and to this MIT because I knew that's when I can learn very much about this startup. Um, and from there, I actually knew that I wanted to launch, launch something after school. So I was actually doing that during school. But even when I was back at this Harvard, I was trying to do as much as I can to learn about trying to start this business. Um, one of the things I did was actually join a fund called Dorm Room Fund. Um, I'm not sure if I shared that with you, but the Dorm Room Fund is the fund that is run by the students that invest into the student-run startups. So I was the, one of the early partners for the fund base in this Boston, where we back, um, we back about nine to 10 startups from schools in the area, anywhere from BU, uh, you know, from Tarts, from Harvard, MIT, and more. So, so I'm sure. So, yes, trying to summarize. Yes, I did plan my path. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I. You know, it's it's interesting. I um I did notice that in the bio you sent about the dorm room fund, and it, it it's it sounds like it's a similar pattern to what you did in college, right? So you were simultaneously learning things in the classroom. But you then also had the experience of running the the Thai restaurant uh, in in you know and and then at, at Harvard and MIT uh, you were learning things in the classroom and also working on the dorm room fund. Is is there something that people can learn from this? The idea of learning in the classroom and also learning in the practical environment. Yeah, yeah, I do think so. I think I was very blessed uh, both in my college and both in my this. Masters, I was able to be doing things not just in the classroom, but I was able to really in real life apply many of those things that I learned from classrooms into the work that I was doing, you know? So yeah, like when I was uh, back in this Boston, when I was part of the fund, dorm room fund, I was actually having to meet every day with many early stage startups to learn from them about um, what they were doing, what, what they were trying to build, you know, what kind of apps they were trying to build and what pinpoint they were trying to solve. So through this conversations, I was actually able to learn very much. And it was actually when I was back in college, I also founded, uh, no, sorry, when I was back in my master's program, I was actually working on my prior startup. It is called QuickBoss. I was, it's an on-demand moving service. So I was actually working on it while I was back at this Harvard Innovation Lab. So um and it's a lab where, you know, you know, current students from school can go in there to form teams and try to build stuff. So yes, I definitely think that I was very blessed to be able to apply many of the things that I learned from my classroom um uh, into my work even while I was actually still back in if you uh, if you um, were a mentor to um, a college student or a young professional who just graduated college today, and you were to sit down 
with them maybe and sharing some pad thai. <laughs> what advice would you give? What would you tell them about maybe misconceptions people have about college and entering the real world? Or what advice, you know, what tips would you give them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you mean when they are still in college and or when they actually finish college? I think I think both. I, you know, both. Des- Desmond, both. I think I think the um I think the listeners of this podcast are are some 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 I understand are college students, and I also understand that some are young young entrepreneurs. So, and you you have really uh, you're, you're well well positioned to actually give advice to both sets of people. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, I think when someone is in college or when someone is, is actually still in school, I feel something that worked really well for me was to try many things. You know, really try to explore what you really love doing. Um, and what I tell many of my friends or even people who actually try to try to mentor and help is when you're in college, there's really no, there's no risk at all, right? Like you are young and you have a lot of chance to try new things. So if you wanted to try to start uh, this project, you should try it. If you wanted to like travel, you should do it. You know, so I felt like definitely my advice to folks is when you are still in college, definitely try to get your hands dirty and try to try different things and i think that is the path and you can figure out what is really good for your own for your own career after school and i think for someone who is just finishing college i would say for the first two to three years focus on this learning i think that is very very key um i have many friends who joined big companies with really good brands and it was great but i definitely think like when you just finish college the first thing you should focus on is focus on like you know learning what kind of maybe startup or job or career in the first two years can you maximize learning i think that is the key how would you know that so if if i'm a young professional and i and i hear this podcast and and i see gosh yes i agree i'd, I'd love to learn a lot how would i know if a place is a is a is a learning environment where i can really learn a lot or a place where i'll probably learn less what what would i look for i think actually in our first job, very much so, it's about who is your boss or who are you going to work with. You know, uh, if you are going to join uh, this bigger company, it's really about who your direct manager is. Is she or he someone that you want to learn from? Uh, is that person someone that you think you can actually look up to that you want to be like her in five years from now? You know, or maybe in maybe. 10 more years from now. So I think that is something that I try to think of. And I, there were, there were actually times in my career for my first job when I saw my then direct manager and I saw that he was not someone that I actually want to be like. And I asked to change team. <laughs> so, and I thought that was, I, I think that is a very good benchmark for me because you are going to work with your direct manager every day, if not every week. And, She's the one who you are going to learn the most from and actually get the most from. Um, so I always view that as a very good gauge, even if you are in the company whereby, whether it's big or small, I think the person who you are going to learn with the most is your direct, your direct um, person who actually works with you. Yeah, good advice. I, you know, it occurs to me as we're talking, you're also in a good position to give some advice to another group of listeners we have, which is people who are not born and raised in the United States, 
but who come to the United States to study or work. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> what, what you've you know you've you've had some you've you've had some really nice success doing this. What what tips and advice would you have for sort of mastering American business culture? Uh, stepping into a new culture, into a new climate, and succeeding. What what, what advice would you give? <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, I think that's a few things. I feel. I mean, I in terms of trying to immerse myself in this culture, I would like to start from when I was back in my this master's program. You know, um, I found there was a few things that I was already doing well and there was a few things that I was trying to plan to do better so maybe let me share a bit on both Um, I think the things that I was already doing well without me knowing that fits very well into being here in the US was several things I think first was my love for sports you know I think that's your things that you like to do your own passion it could be sports it could be dance I, I find that when you have this passion it actually crosses different culture and different even languages, right? So I felt like my focus on sports, I love basketball and I've been playing it since young. Uh, people could really, I could actually be very fast friends with people once I get onto this basketball court, or even when I'm in this classroom and we talk about sports and the teams that we follow. Um, so I thought that was something that I was, really having fun doing and I didn't have to plan or even have to try. So I think one thing is try to know that there are several, just try to follow the thing that you love and your passion because that can often cross different cultures. In terms of things that I was trying to prep for and trying to do better, you know, I think there was quite a few things I felt like I was, I read quite a bit, you know, I think reading helps very much in terms of trying to understand about culture and doing business in the US. I so coming from this Singapore, I think everyone speaks good English, but I thought that I could be better. So I, I actually went to take some English speaking classes so that I could actually pronounce better. And I think there's no shame in that. I thought it was it was really good for me to just learn how to be able to self express better, you know? So I thought those were the Two or three things that I did that really helped. Useful tips. I really, I, I the the one where you talked about pursuing. I, I like all your tips, but the one about pursuing your passions. I've seen that time and time again as well as a great sort of hidden hidden secret of crossing cultures. We're nearing the end of our chat, and this this is if you've, you've really given us so much to think about. I just actually have to ask you one more question. You you um. You seem like a very productive person <laughs> with all these <laughs> companies you've started and so on. Can you share? People like to hear productivity tips. Uh, you know, what do what do you do even on a daily basis to be productive? Is there anything, any secrets you can share with us? Uh, that's a good one. There's actually quite a few, but I'll try to share just um, one or two that I can think of. Um, so, how do I be more? productive with my time every day so funny enough right um one of them comes back to actually planning so i try my best to plan my time every day um for example i try to get up early in the morning to try to do some sports i i I still try to do sports every day and i try to plan my time how do i spend the first 
20 minutes when I get into this office. How about the first one to two hours? So I almost use my Google Cal to plan out my time, hour, not even hour by hour. I, I, I would say half an hour or less with every block for the whole day, you know, and I try to plan when I have my lunch, when I have my dinner, <laughs> um, even trying to read for at least 20 minutes every day prior to me going to bed, you know. So I think that planning structure, I try to leave some room for just trying to rest or just trying to think about stuff. So I almost try to plan out my whole day and try, trying to build on that every every Saturday. I actually take one whole day just off the grid. So I try to not be plugged in at all. I try to turn off my cell phone, turn off everything, everything linked to social media. And I take one whole day off to just take a break. And that is also very, very, very helpful. Yeah, so that is one quick key that I have. Hmm. Those are really good ones. Uh, anything else? So you said you have a, a lot of them. Do you, uh, are you a coffee <laughs> drink? Are you a coffee drinker? A tea drinker? Do you? What, what do you? Uh, any any special um, food or drink uh, tips for us? <laughs> Funny enough, I don't actually drink coffee <laughs> at all. So I drink tea sometimes. Um, so I definitely love tea. Yeah, I. One thing that I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to have smaller meals. <laughs> I'm not sure if, if that is helpful, but I try to not have too heavy of a lunch or not too heavy of this dinner and try to have a snack between lunch and dinner and have a, yeah, so that's something that I'm trying to do to not have too, my, I'm trying to keep my meals small. Uh, it don't always work, but I think it's pretty helpful for me, you know, just not to get food coma. <laughs> I'll get too tired after lunch and I I will always have that break to try to look look for, forward to after like two to three hours. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. All right. Well no, I think it's nice. People like to have a glimpse into the everyday life of, you know, people like you who have had some real nice success in your in your career. So thank you so much for being a part of this podcast, uh, Desmond, if, if people want to learn more about you or about your company or really anything that you're interested in having them learn about, wh- where, where can they go? Yeah, there's a few ways. You can either search me on this LinkedIn for Desmond Lim, L-I-M, or you can send me this, this email at desmond at workstream.is. All right. Uh, sounds great. Um, great tips, great insights. Uh, really interesting interview. Thanks for ha- thanks thanks for uh, taking the time out of your schedule to be with us. Yeah, thank you so much for the time. It was very nice to chat and share. And thank you. Thank you for listening to From the Dorm Room to the Boardroom. If you're interested in learning more about the work that I do and helping people step outside their comfort zones and transition successfully into the professional world, please visit my website, www.andymolinsky.com. That's A-N-D-Y-M-O-L-I-N-S-K-Y.com. And also feel free to email me directly at andy at andymolinsky.com with any feedback or ideas for guests for future podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Brandeis University's International Business School. By teaching rigorous business, finance, and economics, connecting students to best practices, and immersing them in international experiences, Brandeis International Business School prepares exceptional individuals from around the globe to become principled professionals in companies and public institutions worldwide. 
Thank you so much for listening.